welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I thought I would bring you story time today. <laughs> are you sitting comfortably? <laughs> I always love to take my seemingly ordinary day-to-day circumstances and turn them into lessons and then share those lessons because there's always little nuggets that we're coming across in our day-to-day life that we don't always give credit for. And this one I thought I was going to do a live on Facebook and I thought no, I'm going to bring it to the podcast because it's actually one that I would like to reflect on in the future and go, oh yeah, I remember those lessons and that whole story. So this is a story of my lessons learned from purchasing my latest car. So I have always ran my cars into the ground. I had my very first car was a Nova, Vauxhall Nova, and I had a couple of incidents in that and (laughs) eventually it was written off. And so we won't mention that one anymore. I can't I had one in between that was literally such a bad purchase. But the one after that was my mum's car. She'd had it for like 10 years and it was a Peugeot 306, just a white thing. It had, um, it wasn't power assisted steering. It didn't have central lock-in. It didn't have electric windows. It was like way back then. And I literally drove it into the ground before I decided that it was probably time to upgrade and get myself a new car. And it was around the time that I'd just turned 30 and I had my epiphany that my life was going to change and there was a better way to think and feel about myself. So the first thing to go was the boyfriend. The second thing to go was my car. And... I decided that I wanted a nice car to drive around in and I had about £10,000 to spend and I chose a silver BMW 3 Series convertible. Oh my gosh, I absolutely adored that car. I had the best summer that year. It's when I met Adam, but I also had a few months where I was single and I was just like so free with the wind in my hair and the roof down and my glasses on and the music up. And uh, yeah, that car really went through some things with me and served me very, very well until, yeah, it must have been like seven or eight years later, I started to sort of go wrong and cost me some money, right? And the roof stopped working and that was just going to be probably more than the car was worth to get it fixed and so I kind of quickly fell out of love with her and at the same time I just got a new job I was now earning like a ridiculous amount of money I was earning six figures but I had always had this car allowance so in the company that I worked for when you worked in a front-end sales and marketing role you got a car allowance like back in the day I'm talking 20 years ago almost and it was 500 pound a month before you know you took off your tax on your monthly salary so you didn't see that much but it's still 500 pound a month that I'd been getting for a long long time before I decided actually I get to spend that on a car right and I was just so done with having to find garages and get the car to the garage and spend more money and not know where I stood. And I just thought, you know what? I deserve to have one of those brand new cars where if something goes wrong with it, the garage whip it back in for you. There's literally, there's no hands to be lifted here. And I was like, you know, I'm earning this money. I've worked hard for it. I deserve it. So I started looking what car I would like and I sort of 
I landed on the Range Rover Evoque and I went and test drove it and I was like, oh, hello. Yes, please, that's my car. I've always liked a bigger car. So my best friend, um, Ange, is always very sensible. And she said, well, why don't you go and test drive like the Nissan Qashqai, for example, which is like a comparable size and shape and just see how you feel because you're going to spend a lot less money per month if you want to do monthly or cash outright if that's the way you want to do it. So I did, but there was no comparison. And part of me really just wanted to have this luxurious car. Like my BMW was beautiful, but she was an old, almost classic, right? She was no new car. And I'd never had one. And I was like, "Mm, I get to have the car that I desire. So I went with the Evoque and I just said, the main thing is it has to come in at under £500 a month. And we did that by taking it out over four years. So with a PCP, I think it's called in the UK, you um, sign up for paying this monthly amount. So it's just under 500 a month um, over four years. And then at the end of it, you've got three options. So you can hand the car back and walk away. You can trade it in for a new model and continue to pay like an adjusted monthly amount based on whatever you choose. Or you can pay a lump sum and keep it. So it's like, I felt like I had freedom within that to like, I had this car allowance that was gonna be spending now on a car and I had options at the end of it and I could really enjoy this car and I felt abundant. Like I really did feel like I was all of a sudden I'd arrived. Like I could always have afforded this perhaps, but now I'd actually arrived and I had the car and it was gorgeous. It's black, Um, it was shiny. I was very proud of it. And, And then fast forward, I don't know, six months later, I think it was, I got the news that I was going to be made redundant. And I was like, obviously part of my decision making didn't really involve the car. But in the back of my mind, I knew that I was tied in now for another three and a half years paying £500 a month. When you're not getting that salary, that's quite a lot of money to find just to be driving around in a car. And in an instant, my attitude towards it changed. And all of a sudden, I felt quite tied in and no longer free. (laughs) And what I did do, thankfully, was the very sensible thing to put aside a sum of money that was going to cover off the lump sum payment if if we chose at the end of the four years to keep the car. And I put it in a like a high interest, like as high as you can get at the moment these days. Uh, account where you can't access it it has to sit there for two or three years so it's very sensible of me I did that out of my redundancy package which um, has sat there and I think what happened then was I actually started it wasn't probably wasn't for another year or so but I actually started resenting this car it felt like a bit of a chain around my neck and it was heavy because it was £500 a month that I was having to find on top of, you know, the paying the mortgage and the bills and all that kind of thing. And when you're bringing in money off your own back as a self-employed entrepreneur, it's very, very different to receiving a salary and knowing that that salary is going to be coming every month, right? So one month you may take home zero, like an absolutely nothing. And then the next month you might have a good month and then you may get 
some low months. So, okay, I had the backup of my redundancy, but I was really starting to resent this car. And it showed up in how I was treating it because all of a sudden I was like, well, it didn't matter if I've got a little ding ding on a alloy wheel or, you know, it didn't matter if I didn't wash it for three months because, yeah, it wasn't really mine anyway, right? I was just renting it. I was effectively just renting it. That was my attitude. And I was kind of aware this was happening, but didn't really change anything about it. And it was just fascinating that my external circumstances when my job changed and then my whole the way I felt and the way I treated this car in this instance also changed, right? That was quite a dramatic change. And I was, um, another time that I that I remember was being on a training course with uh, Theta Healing and we were doing Manifesting in Abundance and a lot of people had on their manifestation list the Range Rover car and I sucked. So- I suddenly felt like embarrassment and a bit of shame and guilt even because I I realised in that moment, because we're sort of two and a half years on now, that I don't feel like I deserve this car anymore. <laughs> like I'm not earning the sort of money I was. I perhaps didn't deserve it. So I had a lot of unworthiness stuff come up. And I, I was actually didn't want people to walk out and see me getting into the Range Rover after this course when you know they're sitting there saying that's on their manifestation list I had it yet I wasn't treating it well I wasn't grateful for it and I didn't feel like I deserved it (laughs) so you got all this stuff going on um and then what happened was in the last few months I've been very very aware that we're coming up to the end of its term it's gonna like I'm gonna have to part with that lump sum of money that I've got staring at me and it was a sizable it was just under £20,000 so not only have I paid just under £500 a month for four years you can do the maths if you want but please don't um it sounds crazy now but I was also having to part with a big lump sum that I could see in my bank account for every day for the last three and a half years but wasn't really accessible because I knew it was there for this reason and I started to say to Adam, let's just give it back and let's just get a car for about 10,000. I've done that before. Surely he can get a decent enough car for 10,000, right? And he was like, oh, we could do, but why don't we keep it? We know where it's been. We know it's been treated well. Um, you know, my brother-in-law is actually a Land Rover garage owner, so he can always help us out if if it goes wrong. And, you know, we still need a car. And to get a decent car, because it's our one car of the family, Adam drives a a big um, work truck, uh, it would be nice to have a decent-sized car for our one car in the family, household. So I was starting to think, oh. And then I asked my best friend, who was also there when I, I decided on the purchase, and she also used to work with cars, and she used to work for BMW and Mini in the past. So she kind of knows about this stuff. And she said, let's just have a look at the value of these cars now because usually that lump sum that you pay at the end of it is a lot less than what the the car would be if you were to go and buy it now. And we did. And of course, there was about, I don't know, there are about 25,000 you can pick these up for now. So it actually makes financial sense to purchase it, even if you were to sell it the next day for a profit. So I was like, okay, kind of coming round to it. It's kind of warming up to it. And I had an interesting conversation with um, Corinne, who I'm going to have on the podcast. We had a conversation the other night and we recorded it for the podcast. And we were talking about 
um, releasing money as kind of like releasing this stagnant energy. And she said that she found a lot of cash around the house that she'd been kind of hoarding and forgetting was there. And she kind of gathered it all up and decided to put it in the bank and pay off some debts and to treat herself over here just to free it up because it's like real stagnant energy. So I started to think, ah, this, this, you know, just under 20 grand that I've got, it's actually, it's been unaccessible. It's literally just a few figures in my bank account. It's not real physical cash that I've ever been able to touch. I literally, as soon as I received it, I put it over there, it sat there and it's for this reason. So I started to really feel into what it would feel like to release that cash with the view to actually owning this car at the end of it. And it was amazing how that shift in perspective also, when I started to think about actually owning this car after all this time, and, you know, reflecting on the journey of actually answering my desire to, to have a brand new car, to have had the experience of having a brand new car, to have actually been able to honour every single payment ever since, even through COVID, you know, when perhaps times are tight for many people, and to have the money to pay off the car at the end of it, I started to feel not just a bit of pride, but also like deep gratitude for the decisions I've made, my previous self had made, but also for the fact, you know what, I actually have a really beautiful car that I love and it gets to be mine, like all of mine. And I paid for it and I bought it. And even if it doesn't make financial sense that you do it that way, it is what it is and that's all it is. So yes, um, I made the decision, Adam and I spoke it through. We made the decision, we were gonna go for it. The final payment was made yesterday at the time of recording. And I have ceremoniously released that money to Land Rover as a final down payment on the car, which is now ours. And I, I have really started to feel into that feeling, that vibration of gratitude, because it really is uplifting in many ways. And one thing we're taught in this entrepreneurial world, in the business world online especially, is to really celebrate certain milestones, celebrate receiving, celebrate spending even, because it's all part of this flow of energy. So spending and receiving money is is energy coming in and going out and flowing a little bit more freely perhaps than it is when it's stagnantly sitting in your bank account like mine had been in my savings. So I was having a conversation with another entrepreneurial friend about how to celebrate this. So we were talking about ideas about taking it on a drive, maybe naming it, because I've actually never named this car, which is really weird. So giving it a name and um, there were some other ideas that we floated around. Because when the idea of celebrating is that you really get to celebrate in the name of gratitude. So it's like a celebration for gratitude. And Melanie Ann Leia is someone that talks about this a lot. And I'm, you know, before I came into her world, that hadn't even crossed my mind. And still even now, it it takes me a lot of effort to celebrate, to remember or to even think about celebrating a new client signing up, celebrate uh, receiving some unexpected cash, celebrate, you know, all these different things. Because 
when you do what you appreciate appreciates right that's the idea around the attitude of gratitude and so I just thought I just felt like this whole experience with the car has got so many kind of nuggets in there so to summarize I guess if I was to relate this to where you're at wherever you're at whether that's in your work life in relationships with yourself um whatever it is like where are you not listening to and answering your desires so okay you may not you may desire the Range Rover and not have the money for it so I'm not talking about that so much but what desires do you have that you're not answering where you could so that's something to tap into like what is it you really want and what could you give yourself right now or what could you put in place to eventually give yourself that down the line so the first thing is around desires the second is like where are you not being smart or where are you burying your head around certain things so for me I was very smart about putting that money aside and just considering it in the grand scheme of things but I'm not always that smart so where are you perhaps not being savvy around preparing for the future and what could you do today to put things in place to just prepare you better and then where are you holding on to resentment This is a big one. Who or what are you resenting in your life? And when you think about that, how does it make you feel? So I started resenting the car and all of a sudden I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel like I deserved this. So who or what in your life are you resenting? And like, how is that manifesting in your life? What are you experiencing as a result of that? So what could you look to actually release? Maybe that's a resentment. Maybe that's a resentment of a certain person that you're holding on to that is creating this not-so-nice vibration inside of you. What can you release? I release some money. I release some resentment around having paid that money every month for the last four years when I perhaps didn't really need that outgoing. So what can you release and then how can you be more grateful for what you have today? Because what you appreciate, appreciates. And this is just a huge lesson in my whole personal growth journey around celebrating in the name of gratitude and being more grateful for what you have around you today already. So that is my lessons for today that is story time if you've got this far i thank you so much do let me know if there's anything that come up for you off the back of story time today and those lessons and those questions especially at the end i told you i make stories and lessons out of the very ordinary day-to-day life so i hope you enjoyed that one and that just leaves me to say thank you so much for being here for another episode of the emma clayton show i will be back Until then, take care and I'll see you soon. Bye.